does it every time. What's going on, people? Welcome to Five Rounds. I am Juan Tali. We've got Nala, we've got Pato, and joining us today as a special guest is Mr. Drew Moyle. What's going on? What's going on? Nothing happy much. Happy St. Patrick's. Mm. Oh, happy St. Patrick's. Good by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for the for the guys in Ireland, happy St. Patrick's Day. Um yeah, so if you're new to the channel, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification button. Guys, um, we are live on Twitter today, live on Facebook, and live on YouTube. We feel like this topic is very, very important. Uh, it's something that's close to our hearts. It's, um, you know, it, it affects where we're from. So it, 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 it affects us to the core. So we felt a responsibility to go and look at what's going on and come back and sort of bring everything together and give our two cents about it and have your feedback as well in the chat. So you guys in the chat as well, you know, um, you're going to have to help us out with this one as well. You're going to have to, you know, join in on the conversation as well, you know, um, and if there's anything we miss, let us know. Before we start, well, actually, I'll give you the intro first. So everyone's heard what happened in Malawi, right? Um, Cyclone Freddy, uh, one of the most devastating cyclones um one of the longest running cyclones um unfortunately uh caused a few deaths um you know it sort of took a path into um mozambique and then malawi um displacing quite a few people so most accurately about 500 and 75,000 no sorry 501,000 people displaced you know um yeah. causing about 326 deaths i think it's, it's rising by the day to be honest yeah. so this was a report um that i that i sort of extracted um you know it has devastated families because malawi is already one of the poorest countries in you know in in africa probably the world um mm. so it has devastated families separated people and you know obviously you know it's a traumatic event even from from where we are, we feel it. So, be, you know, before we speak about this, guys, um, I just wanted to let you know that in the comments, there is a pinned comment, a link, a GoFundMe link, uh, one that we picked to think, okay, this because this one's the one that's been gaining a lot of traction. So it's a GoFundMe link. If you, um, you know, if you can, please donate to the cause because there are people right now that need your help, people right now that don't have a home, some that, you know, probably can't sleep, you know, probably haven't eaten. Yeah. And prob are probably still looking for their relatives till today. So now that we've got that, I wanted to start with, you know, what what what's going on? You know, what's what's happened throughout the week? How did we get the news and all of this stuff, right? So yeah. Cy Cyclone Freddy um, was first known to Malawi in the. Uh, in the late in late February, by the government, late February, um, known to the public, probably going into March, um, yeah. there was a warning put out by um, the disaster so Department of Disaster Management 
affairs, which is which which works through the government. They put a warning through their social media posts to say, look, there is there is a cyclone. It they, you know they sort of gave a prediction of how severe it could be and where it's you know its path would be. And you know it was estimated that it would be Mozambique. And right there were the first time it came into Africa, it went to Mozambique, so it didn't really affect uh, most parts of Malawi. Mm. Then two weeks later, um, you know, I think going out about around the 10th of March, um, Dodma, they called in short, so the, the Department of Disaster Management, yeah, put, it, put out another severe warning to warn people that this time it would be, you know, there would be more damage than caused before. Um, and as as has come to pass, you've seen that um, you know in the news that you've seen loads of families that have been displaced and loads of things that that have happened. So what we're going to do is just break it down, look at the current state of play, review how people handled it and how information was handled. We're going to look at the support that is there or the support that was prepared to be there and the preparation of it and how we can do it better. So it's like a review of everything mixed with a discussion and our opinions. So. You know, what I want to tell you is these are our opinions based on the information we know. So if there's something that we don't know, we're not saying that we're the we're the, we're the partners of the information here. We're not mm-hmm. saying that we are the know-it-alls. But yeah. what we're saying is we are Malawian and we care about our country and we also have opinions. You know, we you know we want to show what we think and how we feel. If that makes sense. So what we'll start with is currently what is going on you know so what is currently happening in malawi right now after cyclone freddy you know who wants to start that off <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I, I, i'm glad i'm glad you you had a disclaimer before we start off it's always, <laughs> it's always safe that way <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. absolutely i can start no i mean um yeah go ahead, Drew, go ahead go ahead go ahead um, so I think what's going on right now, as what you said, Wantali, people, they're still trying to rescue people. They're still trying to find bodies. Um, I've seen that they've also deployed dogs now so that they can search for dead bodies just to help everybody else. I've seen videos of people complaining that they need more help because they're the ones, it's, it's the people on the ground, it's like the local people, they're the ones that are finding these dead bodies and they don't even know where these dead bodies are coming from, where they're being washed from. So they, I feel like there's a lot of people being feeling lost, feeling like there's not enough um, help from you know other sources, feeling like they just feel like there's not enough being done at the moment. That's the sense that I get from social media at the moment. It's just there's not enough that's being done to help people that have been found in the floods, that have been found in the muds. They just they feel like they need more people on the ground to help. That's what I've seen. Just like um, just adding on to that uh, social media part, I think um, there's been a couple of like fake news going on at the moment where people are actually reporting that there'll be a second cyclone coming through, like it's going in a, a, a kind of like a spiral or something like that, that uh, you might be getting a second hit or whatsoever. And uh, it's been understood like uh, the, you know, the Department of like disaster, kind of like, you know, monitoring and all that stuff. Like they did come forward to say that uh, that's not really happening. And that's really fake news in, in a sense. 
And that kind of scare is really devastating because I would only imagine that in my situation, knowing that I've lost like, you know, a few family members and I, I don't have a shelter and pretty much I don't have food whatsoever and stuff like that. And someone else really posting that in a sense of, I don't know, cloud chasing or whatever the sort is. And they're putting it out there. A lot of people don't understand what this really means to lose a family member, to yeah. uh, to be in a situation that you, you're so desperate to survive in any means possible. To have and your looking home, at it, that have it's... your home destroyed, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Everything completely gone. To lose everything you worked for all your life, you know? It's, yeah. It's, yep. it's, you know, yeah. So the rebuild to that, the rebuild to that is... Uh, it's 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 ongoing and it's going to be long longer than expected it's going to be longer than even estimated or predicted by whatever source it is because uh, we don't really have the facilities to uh, sustain whatever it is that's really happening because i do remember that there was like cyclone is it ida is it that happened like you know about a year or two years ago yeah. and that really took a hit as well and being something that uh cyclone freddy is hit greater than that 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 before this is unprecedented and uh we're, we're like we're looking at this and looking at the response that's on the ground at the moment it's i've seen videos of people you know screaming out to to the to the to the government officials to to the world to say that you know help us help us and pretty much sent you know the the defense force and all that stuff and I'm hoping that, you know, that's been responded to because at this very moment, like we, we can look at it and say, um, I did see a couple of, of uh, images um, today just to say that there was sunlight, you know, happening over like, you know, in the parts of the southern region. But um, can I say that that's that's a good sign that the cyclone is gone? I don't know whether it can be unpredict uh, unpredictable. So. At this very moment, uh, everything is kind of grim and we don't know what's going on, but uh, we're here discussing this and uh, we continue, you know, just giving you more information on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted to, um, okay, so sort of provide a little bit of a, I guess, a, a bouncing point. Like, just, you know, with the stage we're at right now, we're looking at the current state of play. For the guys that have just joined us, that are just joining in the, the conversation, we're talking about Cyclone Freddy and how it's, how it's affected Malawi. The first stage, we're looking at what's going on right now, on the ground right now, who is affected, and what is being done about it. So these are the things that we're going to review in the first part of this discussion, right? So as um, MP and Vanessa have shared, you know, a lot of people are struggling and a lot of people have been displaced. Um, you know, just to sort of shed light on what MP said as well. You know, Malawi has had a history of natural disasters since 2015, right? You know, yeah. maybe even before that, you know. And this is a country that has always been behind e economically, right? So this is a country that's already uh, plagued with hunger, you know, plagued with food shortage, plagued with uh, forex shortage. Yeah, exactly. You know, so... You know, to have COVID happen, you know, and then a cholera outbreak, yeah, and mm. then flash floods from December all the mm. way to March, and then Cyclone Freddy. Honestly, the country was already on its knees, let alone flat on its back. You know, so yeah. when Cyclone Freddy came, it literally just came and washed everything out. So this is the picture I'm trying to paint here. You know, um, it's a really, really serious issue, and it's in need of a lot of attention so yeah yeah 
You know, like, uh, I think what's really going on is we have to realize that uh, there's a kind of like a climate related kind of like disaster, you know, around the world. I've seen I've seen places like over in like Turkey and all that stuff like they they were just hit with like an earthquake just recently. And then now they're hit with like, you know, flash floods as well. And when you're looking at that, it's like every other part of the world is being hit with these kind of like, you know, devastating, like, you know, uh, disasters. It's in a sense of we we have to be we have to we have to teach each other at this very moment. Like Africa has to start teaching each other because I see I see the likes of Zambia. Thank you, Zambia. Thank you, Mozambique. Are reaching out to Malawi just to assist in this you know uh, situation that we have on going on. And uh, as we're looking at the the support that two countries already are reaching out to Malawi, and then now that we're looking at this might not be just you know, focused on Malawi alone. This will be focused on the whole of Africa going forward because then we have to realize that we'll be facing more, you know, uh, different kind of climates going forward and the disasters are like, will be unprecedented. And the, the changes that will be going forward will be down mm. to how are we going to respond to it? And the question is, at this very moment is, did we learn from uh, climate, uh, with, with, with Cyclone Ida? Did we learn anything from it? Has there been mm. any reports? Has there been... Has there been any, like, you know, how do we fix, you know, how do we work on a disaster? And what's I going on right about now is the response on the ground doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to look as if people were ready for this very moment, you know? I, I think, I think you have a good point there. It's, uh, it's what I was about to say as well. Um, first of all, we, we, we sympathize with um, everyone who's lost their family members, friends, uh, going to a situation where they're homeless right now. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, what you say like really hits home. When you when you have been hit before by someone on the streets or something, next thing you do is you get prepared. Yeah. You learn some martial arts or whatever. <laughs> you get ready for the next guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what you do normally. So with Malawi, we've been hit several times, not once, yeah. several times yeah. throughout the years. And the question is, why is it that we haven't invested some of our budget to say, if this happens again, mm. we'll be ready for this. We will have maybe a fixed sum of money that yeah. will be allocated for the victims. And that's not in place. Mm. And um, I, think, I think here I'm not standing here to blame anyone because this yeah. is um, force majeure. It happens, right? Yeah. You, you can't run away from it. It happens all all around the world, but um, in 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 respect with what people are doing on the ground, I think there's more that could have been done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we have uh, we have helicopters. We haven't seen them yet flying around to you know to, to rescue people. people yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. We we have them in place, and I I, I sort of question myself to say, uh, where is humanity? Because humanity has to stand when a brother is down. Humanity has to stand when the sister is down, you know. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I was speaking to uh, some people on the ground, yeah, uh, trying to get some more information, uh, especially journalists. Mm. Uh, sadly, sadly, I wasn't able to get the more information I needed uh, because it has also turned to be an economical. Uh, <laughs> benefit benefit you know it's uh it's a bit crazy 
I'm gonna go into details later, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I felt really sad because I was just looking for information to kind of know where I could channel uh, anything I could help with. You know, yeah. if there's, uh, um, I'm putting together funds right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to ask also to say, what's, what is the organization down there that's on the ground doing the work daily? Yeah. Um, is there any way I could reach out to them? Uh, but the responses I got from the journalists I talked to was more like, um, yeah, could you uh, give us some money because information costs? And I'm thinking to myself, in this situation, in this crisis, this is time of crisis, yeah. why would one think of, you know, trying to get money to give information when this information has to be out there so that everyone pitch in and help you know yeah, yeah so yeah. i think the mindset the mindset of of us malawians as well has to change and we have to be able to uh think outside the box and not just mm-hmm. think like now i'm gonna make money off this yeah this yeah. is the time the money is gonna come in from around the world the money from around the world is definitely gonna come in but we must not think of putting it in our pocket. We but must. That, we must now. We must now true. think of. Yeah. And I don't think everybody's gonna necessarily do that. Why can't we put our trust in people that are on the ground and trying to help people? Because I've seen right. a few people that are doing that. Um, right. There was a lady with her trucks helping people mm. out, and there was also mm. another guy that showed on. I think that was on Facebook. Showed what the money he the money he collected, what he was doing with that money. What one person can do, you know. Yeah. True. What true. True. No, sense. I mean, I, I wasn't. I wasn't generally speaking, like to every that people are not doing in, enough work there. But I, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of people that I'm talking to right now doing enough work. Um, there's an organization called. Um, hang on a second. Let me find the name. It's called Chimbota, Chimbota mm-hmm. Community Development Organization. Yeah, uh, I'm talking to these guys right now, and uh, I put together a fund, yeah. which I'm going to send them some money in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, these are some of the people that I truly trust that they're actually working on the ground, and there's so many of them, not just them, but there's so many yeah. of them. Yeah. But it was just also to highlight, to say, yeah. uh, you know, w- when such situations happen, there's some other negative um, ideas that come to want to take advantage of the situation. And we sort of have to take control of that because in this situation uh, where thousands are homeless, um, I think it's, it's, it's inhumane to yeah. think of abusing and misusing this money that we're going to get from the help from all over the world. Yeah, that's right. Um, I just wanted to bring you guys back to where we were. Um, so I know everyone wants to speak about what should be done or should have been done. <laughs> what, what I want to do is try and streamline this conversation so we can yeah. sort of pick up where we where we started, what happened, mm-hmm. when everything happened, who did what, how was it reported, and then mm. what can we do better, you know? Mm. Or, or what can we come, what, what can we actually say, okay, do you know what, they actually did well at this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And then, we, yeah. Um, but no, actually, you raised some good points, which is why I just let it just, you know, just let it, you know, sometimes you just want to say what you need to say. Do you know what I mean? So there mm. was some good, some good points raised. Um, keep them because we're going to get back to that part. 
we're gonna get back <laughs> to that part don't worry um i just wanted to read the comments real quick um yeah. so i've got mr true city fan saying watching from work let's donate yeah guys i'll put the comment in in the chat there there's a gofundme on there so if you if you feel like you know you've been looking for a place to donate because we have as well yeah. we chose uh this gofundme page it was created by a guy named on Kenani. um he's been very accountable he posts almost like three four hours a day or what he posts a lot basically i have a, I have and, a question i have a question i'd seen that link right and um i've seen a lot of people donate to that and it's pacing to like what 24 grand and all that stuff um looking at that would people like to see say in terms of like donations do you want transparent mm. breakdown of what you but know, he's doing that too no no like we've we've seen a couple of like you know uh let me you know, finish charity, we can get, we can get you know, to that doing that like yeah. i was just trying to kick yeah kick there's into also that. Yeah. There's also a part where we will speak about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> where, you know, um, basically, we picked this person based on their accountability and also their history of helping people, right? So this person during COVID also did the same thing. And, you know, this help was rec recognized by people, you know, in Malawi, basically. Um Back to the comments. So, <laughs> true city fan. There's a warm heart of Africa, Malawi. Yeah, I think that was the flag is put there. Thank you for your super chat, Patrick. Um, we've got uh, Simon Terrace, Malawi says, "Oh, my country, my people." Yes, we are also sending prayers to our people and our country mm. and Mozambique and everyone affected. Um, Lee, Patrick, mm. thank you for joining the chat. Says, look, sending mm. prayers. Sending prayers, guys. RP to all the victims and strength to the entire country to be able to rebuild everything that's been lost. Um, yeah, this, mm. yeah, don't don't worry, don't worry. Um, so mm. look, we've looked at the first part at what you know what's going on, what's been done, who's been affected. Um, you know, at first, you know, on the affected part, at first it was a lot of people in the city, and then it turns out that you know, entire villages were washed away. You know, yep. so people mm. didn't ha really have records, you know, of who is missing and who's passed away. It's only now that people are starting to figure out, OK, this is what's going on. If you read in the news as well, you know, there's certain places that rescue teams cannot access. So uh, right now, the impact is much, much bigger in rural areas than it was in the towns, because you'd expect in the towns there'll be much more of an effect given the the, the geographical um I guess positioning of the of the city. The city is sort of very dense in hills and all of that. So mudslides possible. A lot of yeah. uh, a lot of people li living in you know you know in squatted areas. So you thought you know the city would be affected, but rural areas have been affected quite a lot. Um, yeah. So what's happening now? Obviously, a little bit of a timeline. When the floods, when the, when the mudslide started, I heard about it on social media, as probably everybody did. Um, probably about Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. Monday is when people started realizing, so people in diaspora more more especially started realizing the, the devastating effects of the cyclone. It was only Tuesday that the government or uh, Dodba made a statement to say, look, um, this, this is the death toll. This is what's going on. This is what we're going to do, right? So I just wanted to put that there as well. Like Tuesday mm -hmm. was, when, was when they responded to what was going on, but the devastation started on, on, on Saturday. On Saturday um mm. the president was current was out of the country at the time um he came mm. back two days ago 
and he started visiting the most affected areas as well. So Thursday, he went and visited the most affected areas. The vice president put out a statement. He said he couldn't, he couldn't visit the areas given to given his legal restrictions, which I don't know. We can get into that if you want. Um, <laughs> the army was also deployed on Tuesday, right? So between Sunday and Tuesday, it was well wishes. It was people like the Land Rover Club. Yeah. Mm. It was mm. people, people with private vehicles, high, you know, right. high vehicles that went to, to rescue people and help people. So that's what was going on. What we're going to mm. do now is we're going to move on to the next stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to review the media coverage, the communication, right? Mm -hmm. So what did influencers do about it? What did journalists do about it? What did the government do about it? So I want to ask you mm. guys these, these two questions, right? So I'll have, mm -hmm. you, I'll have you think about these questions because I've seen a comment. Were, were we well informed by the government, by the influencers, the so-called musicians, the what, all these people with social media presence and oh, all these things? Damn. Were we well informed if we were, you know, and also was awareness created? Was there enough awareness created? So when I, when I say awareness, I'm not saying that, you know, I put up a post today and say, oh, this is bad. And I say, mm. you know. Are you aware of what I've just said? You know, yeah. are you aware right. of the danger that I've warned you? So these are the two things I want you guys to think about. I'm just going to get into the comments here. So Denise says, look, thank you, MP and Nala, for the foodstuffs and clothes donated. They have been collected and loaded. The truck leaves tomorrow. God bless. Thank you, Denise. We oh, know what you're you. doing. We know what you're doing in the background as well. So uh, guys in diaspora, guys in, in you know, in Ireland specifically, you know, um, you know, if you want to send stuff, get in contact with people like Denise, get in contact with people like uh, MP and Nala as well. On the UK side, we've got quite a few people as well, you know. So yeah. Um, so guys, I was just gonna, I was just gonna answer your question. Um, yes, and yes. this is my, this is my <laughs> personal point of view. Thank you, Denise. And, uh, mm. Yeah, <laughs> and with due respect as well. Um, mm. And of course, uh, without fear. Um, <laughs> I think. I, the, wow. I think. Not today. Not today. No. As a Malawian, as a Malawian, though, with due respect, I think the government delayed in, uh, you know, declaring a state of emergency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And with that delay, it caused a lot of panic and a lot of delay to some resources we could have gotten. And in due time, before everything escalated to where it is right now, mm -hmm. that is my point of view. That is my point of view because I think waiting for so for so long caused um, caused a lot of things, man. Caused a lot of things, man. And uh, luckily, internet is showing us what exactly happened in those days. We see villagers going in, digging with their own hands, yeah, pulling out bodies from the mud in their own with their own hands while we hadn't heard anything from the government. And this is my personal point of view. Wow. Okay. I'd like, so like... uh, so with Drew, he says, we were not well informed. Um, the state of emergency could have been put out sooner, you know, so that people know what's going on. So, yeah, it's a good point, I think. I, I'll I add this. I'll add this on the influences, right? On this part of the influencer part, um, it's very interesting that uh, we've got musicians that majority of the musicians are over, like artists, are over in Blanta, being the place, Southern region, being the place, right? They're over there. But I've only seen a couple of posts go through 
like after Tuesday when everyone else was, you know, getting getting hyped about this and trying to share to the world and stuff. This is when all the, uh, you know, the tabloids kind of like, you know, reached out to the world. You know, Al Jazeera was there, like, you know, BBC was there. Everyone was there to, you know, uh, broadcast all, all of this, right? That's when everybody else started posting. But in reality, they had their family groups send them mm. what was really happening on the ground. They had their, right. their own, like, you know, a first-hand view to see what's happening in their street, in their area, and all that stuff. But they, they never, they didn't share any of that stuff. That goes to show that I like when I was growing up. Like uh, they, um, one of my, uh, one of my elders told me, like you know, when a funeral is not in your home, it does not mm. really, it does not really affect you. It does not really mean something to you until it happens in your home. If it's your right. neighbor's house, right, you go there and just you know, kind of like you know. Uh, condolences condolences and you walk out right but the grief is within that space yeah and those affected are the ones that are really trying to push all of this right and we're looking at how all of these artists i believe that most of the artists didn't have their families affected that's why they didn't feel the need to actually post all of this online they didn't think that would have uh, you know promoted their page artist, that's a very strong point you no, 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 no. influencer <laughs> influencer you're, like, you're putting okay, everyone <laughs> under one blanket yeah. blanket i don't think yeah. that's so, right. oh. so I'm, I'm i'm pretty much just going to the influencer part like i was talking mm. on the influencer part drew was talking on the other part so i'm going on the influencer part to say it's not always that you have to post something that will benefit your your needs, your 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 growth, your um your your your, your page. You mm. need to share what's in what's happening in society. You know that thing as people connect with you because you you alone are like an organization. You are doing mm. something to say you you're trying to if you're if you're sharing what's really happening at this very uh, t- point in time. It's more mm. of a corporate kind of like social responsibility because you have your managers, right. you have everybody else and stuff like that. You're building a brand. Your PAA team has to be part of all of this. They have to mm. grow with the community. You're not growing mm. alone. You're growing with the community. So whatever's happening in your community has to pretty much be something that touches your heart to say, I have to be a part of this and I have to be able to Add a, add a voice, add value, add anything that's possible. It's not always that you have to pull out from your pocket. It's you can reach out to the world to get other people to donate, other people to actually add value in those areas. It's not can that. I, I agree with you. Yes. I agree with you 100%. Can 100%, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I just I just want to say thank you to Denise for everything that she's doing. Um, mm. We were able to collect a lot of things from Patrick, um, myself and MP. So Denise, thank you so much. But just to add on that, MP, um, maybe you're right in saying that not a lot of influencers put out information about what was going on in Malawi. But at the same time, it could be the fact that we're so far away and we're seeing all these things and we're so worried about our families. That's why we're like, Looking oh my at- God, do you see what's happening? Oh my God, even though- This person should our- have done this and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Even what though our families, not- yeah, mm-hmm. even though our families were not directly affected by that, but because we were seeing how much damage was being done, we were freaking out so much and we're like, why is no one talking about this? Right, mm, but mm. maybe they just didn't know to what extent that damage was. Maybe they, mm. they, they were on the ground, but didn't 
know, but didn't feel it the way we did because we're so far away from our families and we're so scared for our families. I'm not mm. saying that what they did was right, but I'm also just putting it out there that maybe they didn't know to what extent this was going on. Mm. And also, you're right about the government not putting in enough communication for people to know what was going on. Yes, one tally said that they had put out two warning signs saying that, oh, there's a flood coming, there's a cyclone coming to Malawi. But Mm. I don't think it was enough. I don't think that the the extent of what was happening was enough. I feel like they should have gone by it over and over again to put it in people's heads to say that there's a cyclone coming here and people, there could be possibility of casualties, there could be possibility of flooding. They they should have done more. And yes, mm. influencers should have done more, journalists should have done more. I know there was, um, I think Malawi 24, they kept us informed about what was going on. They kept mm. on telling us what was going on on the ground because they were getting videos from people, mm-hmm. right? But yes, you're mm. right. It should have been done more. There should have been more communication. There should have been more cover- coverage. There should have been more and people I, talking on, about on it. Part. On okay. the government part. On the government yeah. part. What yeah. is the government Hold on, part? hold on, MP. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I think I think I, I think I was just going to add to say this is this is the biggest challenge we're facing uh, in Malawi right now. This is the one of the most key points that we have to really pay attention. We have to question ourselves: Who am I to my neighbor? Mm-hmm. Who am I to my fellow Malawian? Mm-hmm. What value do I bring to my fellow Malawian? Mm-hmm. When I look at a person in the village, the most people that are affected right now, what yeah. value do they bring to my life? Yeah. And what value do I have in their lives? Uh, we, we, we spoke of influencers. We spoke of musicians, uh, talented artists who um, at some point they want to fill up the stadium, you know. And um, yeah. thankfully, there, there's so many amazing artists doing a good job right now, I know, on the ground. Uh, I've seen Young K is doing an amazing thing, um, helping. Uh, I've seen um, some artists who put together now um, a concert where they're going to raise funds. Yeah. Uh, with Keem of Diamonds. Yes. Yeah. Uh, some of the artists are putting together some concert to raise funds. Amazing work. Um, but I was just going to add to that. If you're an artist in Malawi and you haven't done anything yet, or it took you a long time to do something about what's going on, uh, the question you should ask yourself, when you want to fill up Kamuzu Stadium, Who's gonna go see your shows? God damn! If you put out if, if you put out an album tomorrow, and that's a good point. Who's gonna listen? Who's gonna listen to that album? That's what I was thinking about the whole time this was happening. This is why it's a good question to ask, and that's a it's a good question to ask. Which is why you know, like I think, again, not trying to steal your thunder here, but I think I don't think influencers and musicians understand the power they have. I think this is the part that mm. I would, uh, you know, but. Um, I also don't want to sit here and just slate musicians and uh, journalists or whatever, because uh, let, let's look at something here. How is it possible mm-hmm. that all of them took a little bit longer to post something, you know, or to share mm-hmm. something? There's mm-hmm. a reason behind that. There was, mm-hmm. there was, there were already um, electricity shortages. There were electricity cuts for like a week or so, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. a lot of people did not have power prior to this happening, you know? Mm. So, you know, family members couldn't answer their phones because their phones were dead, 
you know. Mm. And Malawi's main same in Mozambique. Correct. Malawi's main source mm. of power is electrical. You know, unfortunately, you know. So I'm mm. sure that power banks run out of power and all that stuff. You know. So I, you know, I I have faith that if if the situation was different, you know, we'd have probably heard more quicker. You know. Mm. Um, but then to also flip that a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. When a student at Catholic University posts nudes, we know about it in like. Within minutes, we know what's going on. Yeah, we know. We yep. know the yep. Regardless, <laughs> regardless <laughs> of the weather, regardless of the electricity situation, somebody will Rich. find some way. And to it let will go everywhere. Know. It will go right? everywhere. It will be in every group chat. So this, you know, as much as I, I want to defend people that thought, okay, this is what's going on. I don't have anything to post. I can't post anything because I can't. I physically can't. But then you look on the other side, some news comes in quicker than others. So, you know, what's going on there? And then I also want to sort of, again, defend the guys that probably we felt would have been responsible for posting things like that. The people that are well known, the people that have a lot of power, a lot of influence in Malawi, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Maybe these were the people on the ground helping people. Because what's the first thing you do when you see a problem? You go and try and solve it. You try and help. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. um, I don't think it's, you know, it's common for someone to go, oh, my goodness, there's floods going on. Let me take my phone out and watch this person drown. Do you know what I mean? It's floods mm-hmm. going on. Let me jump in and try and rescue this person. Forget about posting right. stuff. You know, it might be the last thing you think about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you mm-hmm. sort of have to look at it both ways. But I think on journalists, on the part where journalists are involved, this is where I think, OK, the, you know, the Why did Drew that, have to pay? The <laughs> Aside. Okay, so so I, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention names. I'm not gonna mention <laughs> names, but I mean because like then it, it gets it gets a little bit personal. But um, I, I, it was it's just it, it was a very concerning fact, you know. And when all I was trying to do is to say, um, give me some more information. Do you know who is actually doing the work on the ground? Um, what's going on? What what are the numbers? Uh, send me some videos at least, you know. In, in my mind, I was thinking, um, well, I'm not, I'm not a savior, I'm not a messiah. But in my mind, I was thinking, if I could get this information, then I'll be able to start mobilizing something here and then be able to contribute in my, on my part. Yeah. But it took me, it took me about two days to actually get someone to get hold of someone because I couldn't get information from the journalists. Nobody wanted to give me information, and until someone openly said. Yeah, information costs money. Uh, as a Malawian, uh, no man, no. We, yeah. we must, we must not think this way now. This is a is BBC paying? Is Al Jazeera paying yeah. all these people? Yeah, they probably are. And the and the other thing is uh, with what he's with what Drew is saying here, you know. If so, if somebody's thinking that way that I can't let this information go because I want the the first first dibs ex- exclusivity whatever you're withheld holding the power that you have that you are connected for example influencers are connected to you know the media some are connected mm. to international media some have had you know coverage from the international media so think about what that information would have done if it, if we were quicker to send that information to international media people like uh, Onjezani Kenneth. Sorry, mm. I, I keep forgetting Kenani. his name. Kenani. Um, people mm. like him would have probably acted faster. You know, uh, right. in, in diaspora would have acted even faster. You know, the, yeah. the 
you know, the donors, the potential donors, the potential aid givers, the, you know, the rescue parties, the armies that have come into the country from other countries, you know, thank you, Zambia, thank, thank you, Mozambique, you know, yeah. mm. these would have happened quicker. So sometimes, you know, we're trying to say that, you know, if we do this better, quicker, more coordinated, I think would have, mm. you know, would have probably mitigated a lot of things, maybe even warned a few people that were still in their homes, you yeah. know, thinking everything is fine. It's fine, you know? yeah. Mm. So, but, and, um, and, and now... Yeah. And, and 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 now the situation um from the my contacts I was talking to today, um uh, mostly in the southern part, right? It's um it, there's a situation that the people now that are homeless are sleeping in schools. Um some of them are seeking shelter in churches. Now with a school situation, on Monday, kids have to go back to school. Mm. What's gonna happen? Um, I don't think there's school. I think they've closed school for now. Um, yeah. I think that the, the country is, is going to mourn for 14 two days of two yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I don't right. think there's going to be schools. Cause, but then mm. also, I'm sure they understand that people will be going back to schools, but they will probably have something done <laughs> before that happens. Right. They'll probably have right. a campsite where they can move all these people that are in schools at the moment. Mm. But it's just for now, so now because, you know, the way it, it took longer to deploy the army took longer to deploy certain people to help out. So they had no choice. Mm. They had to go to schools. They had to go to churches. But also, to, 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 to put it into perspective, when when the disaster, when Dodma responded, right, yeah. there were about 20 camps set up, right? Yeah. Today, there are 317 camps set there up. You mm. So, there you, you know, what that's telling me is there is a plan. It's just that it was mm. slow. It was slow to get going, but there is a plan. Right. So right. I think to some aspect we do have to sort of trust the do you, plan. Do you know do you know where these camps are set up? No, just mate, they're all over all over the country. All over the mm. like now they're prioritizing rural areas, right? Mm. I know that there's a few in Chikwawa. There's many in Chikwawa actually, because a lot of people have been affected there. I mean, look, over eight thousand people have been um, yeah. No, 8,000 households have been displaced. So there is a bigger camp in Chihuahua, for instance, than there is in, in Blanta. But um, there are quite a few across the district. But can we they just add Can we just add to the fact that in reality, in reality, over the years, the government has seen over years and years and years, Chihuahua has been the most affected kind of area to be like flood-wise, like every year when it rains, it rains bad. And mm. houses are washed and all of that is done. And there needs to be a game plan. Like there needs yeah, to be MP, a plan we're, to... MP, we're getting there because we're going to talk about that at a later yeah. stage. Because so I'm, I'm just adding that to say that <laughs> there is that part that we have to see. Yeah, you know? we're gonna talk about that. We're, yeah. we're getting there. All right, all right. Freedom, uh, freedom of speech. Okay. So we've covered the 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 the, um, the media coverage, the communication side of it. We're going to get into support now. You know, in terms of support, you know, it's a question that you know Patrick asked. True City fan, sorry, asked. Look, what is the government doing? Um, then he said, look, any plans to um, any plans set to rebuild damaged houses, any any places available to house people who lost their homes. Then he goes, Drew is cooking. Um, so just 
just to mount on what you're saying in the support aspect, right? Some of the questions mm -hmm. have been answered, like, is there a task force? We know that the Department of Disaster Management is working on behalf of the government. Yeah. We also know that there are certain organizations, like Drew mentioned, um, the Jimbota organize, organizations. We know there are private organizations, NGOs that are working around the clock. We know now churches that have joined, even though they faced a little bit of criticism of being slow to open their gates. Um, we know the Red Cross is the main, actually the mainstay, the one that a lot of people are donating to. Uh, just to put this out there, over half a billion of Malawi kwacha has been donated to the Red Cross through corporate companies in Malawi alone. You know, mm. so that's just you know that's just the amount of support that's that's um, coming in. Um, mm. The next question is, how can we help? So we as individuals, how can we help? The other one is, do we trust enough to help or be helped? Is this why there are a lot of people creating their own, you know, GoFundMe's Go or, or people are donating <laughs> to the Red Cross instead of donating to the government, you know? So there's I a mean, lot, to, a lot to cover there. I mean, I mean, I mean that that question, that question, like like what like what Ed P said earlier on, it, it, it's it's a matter of transparency. You want to help out, you have goodwill, you want to help out. Put it out there. Be transparent about it. Say, I'm doing this and I'm sending this to so-and-so and this is how it's going to help. This yeah. this will be the most perfect thing to do right now because if you're going to say, yeah, go fund me, but we don't know where the go fund is going to go, we're not going to trust you. Not a so, chance. So how, We're not going to trust you. So how do we determine who is actually going to help the people that we're helping because there have been reports that people have been going directly to hospitals and donating things, you know, yeah. instead of using right. the, the employees. So how can we go past this? Because this is a, a problem we have. There are people who actually need help, but we're sitting there going, I've got the money, but mm, no, if I give it to that guy, that money, <laughs> if I give it to rate 10%, you know, so how can we get past this hurdle? Whose responsibility is it? Yeah. Okay, so right now, right now, like I say, there are organizations working now on the ground, and there are so many transparent people who are actually willing to do this job. Um, it's a matter of us finding them, and once we find them, we will know that this is where the money is going. This is where the money yeah. is going. But if we're going to take the money and then send it to some random person down there, um, then we, we're looking for trouble. And also, and also the people that are creating the GoFunds. I have created my own GoFund. It's not on GoFund. It's it's another funding channel. Yeah. But um, I am I am here online. <laughs> Probably thousands are watching. I'm gonna openly say this: the money that I'm raising is going to Chimbota community because I have been in touch with them. I've been in touch with yeah. the with the leader of the organization. Mm -hmm. um, he is um, rolling out tomorrow. They have raised about two million kwacha, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that mm. they're going to buy food. They're working together with an MP in the area to uh, to buy food and um, clothing, and they're rolling out tomorrow to send out some stuff. So some of these, some of the people out there who are transparent, like Chimbota, it's one of them. Just just look for them, find them, and then yeah, do it right. So okay. uh, just to say, like the uh, great Elon Musk said, right? If uh, World Food Program, right? No. Describe, oh like he tweeted, he tweeted, he tweeted, no. he tweeted. If World Food Program can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how 6 billion will solve the world hunger, right? 
I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it, right? So you have a great, like uh, Elon Musk there saying that, you know, you have to break down, you have to be transparent with what you're doing so that people are actually confident in you. People are actually mm. willing to give because then you're showing them that you are the person to rely on. The integrity mm. of that is we're passing on. We know you're going to carry on forward to say that you resolve all of this. We're hoping that everything that we're doing here is going to help mm. everyone that's out there because you in your position to be helping other people, it means that you're comfortable with your life. It means that you are in a safer place. So if you're in a safer place to be helping others, it's not for you to benefit on other people's needs. No. You know? So at this very moment, we're hoping that whatever we're doing on this end will actually stretch out to the others that are actually in need. So at this very moment, transparency, I think transparency has to start working because this is a clear picture of how uh, the likes of Onjezani uh, Genani uh, is doing doing the work you know that is that is good faith that is you are doing it for for the right cause and when you're doing that you get more blessings i don't know if i don't know if other people believe in blessings but i think if you give you will get whatever it is that you're working towards to what what was that you're going to say nala sorry and also just to add on that i think people need to do their research before they donate um we the five rounds team we did a lot of research before we even sat down and said we're going to give to this organization or we're going to donate to these people or we're going to share this link um because there are people out there that are like drew said there's people out there mm -hmm. that are just creating gofundme page pages just trying to you know gain money and just use people so yeah do your research make sure that you see that these people are actually helping other people on the ground like with the kanani guy i know that every time he gets money he's able to show that oh this money went to i bought like twenty thousand lights or whatever it is or i bought this i bought batteries you know so just do your research i think that's the way you, we can go about this do your research and you'll be able to find to cifer through the fakes mm. Do we trust just, and just Do we to trust be just to be clear, the known channels, right? Unofficially, it's the GoFundMe page that we've put up in the comments. So that's mm -hmm. the one that we trust we can donate to. So if you want to donate, you can use that channel. Officially, you can go through the Red Cross. There Malawi. is no yes, there is no actual uh method of donating directly to the government. Believe me, I've tried, I never got an answer back. So um for now. It's yeah. Red Cross, mm. so it's, it's, it's the Red Cross in Malawi, and it's also that link that we've shared over there. So if you want to help, that's how you can help. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, go on, go on. I mean, I, I, was, I was just going to say one thing, because, I mean, how we represent ourselves in times of trouble uh, mm. reflects of who we are. And this is the mm. time we really have to show a good example of who Malawians are. And mm. as a Malawian, I believe we are, we are caring people. Yes. We are loving people. We are trustworthy Amen. people. And this Amen. is the time we have to prove that we are trustworthy people and we're able to build ourselves in times of trouble. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because uh, let's just address the elephant in the room. We don't want to end up being like the next uh, Black Lives Matter. God damn! 
it, it, it's 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 a it's a fact. It's a fact. And I mean, I mean, the, we we don't we don't want to end up being like the next Black Lives Matter in this we're situation. Not building houses after this. We, no, we're not. We're not building houses, and it'll be it'll be a sad situation to see people build houses in in the next couple months. Yeah, it'll be very sad. Yeah. yeah. So if yeah. you're that person that's actually going to rob, you know the 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 people in need, uh, shame on you, like a hundred percent shame on you. And uh, uh, we hope we hope all is being done for the you know for the good reason. And most of all, as when we're at this point, it's everyone's desperate to get everyone back on their feet. Yeah. And mm. if, if the whole community is back on their feet, that means the whole nation moves, you know, seriously, mm. and everything will be done perfectly. And the, you know, come the next elections, everything will be, you know, smoothly done because mm. the people that are losing their lives, their families, everyone that's out there, it's, they're the same people that contribute to the economy. So if they're not in a good space, we're not seeing anything, you know, better for ourselves, you know? So, uh, look forward to that and make sure that you help, you know, the other people in need. Okay. So mm. also I just want to go back on the, how can, how, how we can help sort of situation. I think mostly it's been, Oh, donate, donate. That's not the only way you can help someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes by just checking on your people, you yeah. know, you're helping those people, you know, because you never know what somebody's going through. Maybe they just want someone to talk to. Right. Yeah. That's one mm. thing. By sharing yeah. information that you know that you might think might support someone, right? Yeah. Share it, right? Um, for the influencers, musicians, the ones that we've been slating, I mean, even <laughs> this morning, this morning I saw a post, um, you know, from an artist of a show that they're doing, you know, um, in you know to support um, to support people in need. First of all, the cost mm. of the show. You know, so the whatever they make on on the gates, whatever they make on tickets, is going straight to yeah. the flood, flood victims. But also, the artists are using their talents to uplift people. So they're using music to uplift people. You know, to sort of change the mood. So you know, mm. these are these are other ways that you can help. And I and I commend people for doing that. Um, mm. You know, so there are a lot of ways that people can help. If you're, you know, look, just share. Create awareness and all yeah. these things, man. Honestly, every, anyone, everyone has to do their part. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so read that Lee, comment through. Lee Pandey says, "Look, on that note, on that note, guys, uh, worth mentioning. A lot of companies have a benevity program mm -hmm. where they give employees a. I think she didn't finish. Um, yeah, um, Lee Pandey, I, gonna I think a charity that they can donate to. I think I believe so. Yeah, so donations, mm -hmm. yeah." Lump sum for, for donations for me, yeah. it was Red Cross Malawi. Thank you very yeah. much, Lee. Pandy. Thank you so That's much. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Amazing. Okay, so now we're gonna go into the, the the final part, and after the final part, we'll sort of now you know sort of look at the whole thing as a whole, and you can sort of put, if there's honorable mentions, if you want to you know thank people because we're not here to just say hey should have done better or oh, this no no we no no we'll look at it both ways, you yeah. know. Both ways, gotta be fair, gotta be impartial, you know. Um, mm. so preparation, right? How how can we better prepare for something like this? Because listen, when I ask this question, you gotta understand that nobody anticipated how bad it was going to be, right? Yeah. Like like this bad, nobody, not even the world, they didn't like this is one of the worst cyclones ever, 
one of the longest mm. standing fights. Even the path of the cyclone, it was mad. It was just going everywhere. So nobody really anticipated how bad it was going to be. You know, so that's the first question. How can we better prepare for something like this? Who is accountable? So who is accountable for all of this, you know, for preparing for all of this, making sure that everyone's doing what they need to do or making mm. sure that we are protected from disasters like this or to a certain extent, you know, mm. and making sure that we can preserve what we have as a country, as people, as individuals, as households, as families, right? Um, then the last part is what needs to be done. You know, mm. that is that is the last part. So these are the three questions. Um, yeah, let's go. Mm. God damn, God damn. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think in my point of view, I think I think in my in my point of view, I think right now we need assurance. Um Yep. Because, yes, uh, we, we, we're pulling in a lot of resources, a lot of funds coming in, and people are being helped um, daily. Mm. Yeah. Food and supplies are being supplied. But let's look at the future of these people. Some of them live under a dollar on a day-to-day -day basis. Some of them yeah. don't have housing insurance. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> if not most, if not all very of them. Good, very good point. Maybe 90 If not all of them, 90% don't have housing insurance. Yeah. How are they going to rebuild again? So we need assurance right now. And I think from the top part of it, and I'm not just blaming the government, but I'm just saying it as a Malawian, from the top part of it, we need assurance from the government to say, this is how we're going to rebuild. Give yes. us an assurance right now. Yes. Is there a proper plan on the budget that's allocated to say, this is how we're going to rebuild Malawi from this damage? That's just my point of view. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Patzel, you you've been coming to this section quite a lot, so <laughs> I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the mic. Let us know what you think needs to be done. What do people need to do? You know, um, like and how should we do it? Who should be accountable? You know, Drew has mentioned the government says the government should be accountable. You know, that's one point. The reality is, the reality is, um, I believe that we've learned from a lot of disasters. We've learned from a lot of. Uh, epidemics and all that stuff like we've learned from all that over time there there needs to be a program that documents all of this to set you on a path that is two steps ahead of a disaster two steps ahead of a you know kind of crisis so i'm looking at this we all know like over in chikwawa in the southern region there's always floods and all that stuff that's happening year after year right yeah. and in the sense of the cycling that's just happened they, we had warnings already. You have to think about, oh, the worst case scenario is that worst area has to be evacuated as soon as possible before we even start reacting to the second stages of things. They, they should have evacuated the people in that very time to realize that floods, there's a possibility of floods within that area. And it does wash away every year that we, we look at it. And a lot of people are like, the government's advice is build on a higher ground, build on a higher ground, build on a higher ground. But then there are places in the world that have floods. There are houses built like in rivers, there are houses built in like, you know, certain areas. How can we work around that? You know, if a flood does happen, people still want to have a habitat in, <laughs> within that certain area. Would there be a possibility for government to encourage that people, you know what, we would build, let's say, kind of like a tower that was like, you know, higher than the, highest ground that you'd had like the flooding and then your house would be on top of it 
would have a program that you know has has to facilitate something like that because the people are not willing to move out of those areas. So going forward is if you are able to warn people two weeks in advance, you're just supposed to evacuate those people in advance as well because that way is the house is washed, but the life is not washed away because we've lost already a lot of people. And right about now is we're mourning. Two weeks mourning and we're in in that level of we would have been those people that would have saved lives to say that we move higher ground. If you lose your house, we'll figure out a way to rebuild that in the future. We will, mm. we will Who? house you Who? in a church. Who's going to do that? Figure it out. No, the community. As a church, as a community, there's always places that would be able to say government under, would under what, under what authority, though? Okay. The authority is that if you have, let's say, the parliament works in so many stages that you have the TA, you have all those people. The people that run that little area that is in there would so say... The, the council. Yeah. yeah. Accountability is... I cannot have my people, you know, experience all of this. Can we have my people accommodated in the certain area that is safer than our lower ground? We need to move to the higher ground. These kind of things are supposed to be discussed in the house and say, we can't really sustain whatever levels, whatever you've predicted, whatever is coming ahead. We cannot really see ourselves, you know, living in those spaces. We can lose our houses, but we cannot lose our homes. We, we can lose our houses, but we cannot lose our lives in that sense. Right, our homes can go, but we ourselves have to be safer. So going forward is you have to we have to prepare people to move before anything of that sort happens. And then mm. when that happens, you have to assure people that you know we can rebuild this. There's certain materials that could be built out of whatever the thatched house, whatever it is that they did. And then you're looking at how do we prepare? Always a warning, a warning, a warning. If there's a warning, that's there. It has to be there. And in the sense of who takes accountability of this, I really look at it as in, if you knew this was happening two weeks ago, you have to take accountability of it. Like, if you Ooh. know this is happening. Huh? Who has Ooh. to take accountability? All right, here's here, here's my shout out. The weatherman. The person that really assesses. The person that really assesses. The person that really assesses. So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, MP. If you go outside today, and it starts getting, it starts raining, and you get wet. You're gonna blame the weatherman. You're gonna say uh, apparently, apparently that's uh, apparently that's run by the government as well. So I'm just, I'm just trying, <laughs> to, trying, to, trying to hit, 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 trying to hit from the top, started, trying to hit from the well. top, and started then we so go well. down. I think with this case is I'm not pointing fingers, but then as a people make the government, as a government you have to protect your people. So in this sense that you always have to feel like. You're losing, you're losing a country. You're not losing just two lives, three lives, and stuff like that. You're losing a country because this those same people are occupying a certain space of the country that protects the con country boundaries and all of that stuff, right? It creates the, the the tradition of it, it creates all of that. And we if we lose people from that area, we lose all the tradition that we have in the country. We lose all the culture that we have going on and stuff. So those people are really important to be protected. And if you feel that disaster is going to hit, please take them out of that place. Put them in a higher ground. Let it be a church, whatever it is, until further notice. So accountability, please, government, take, take this question. hit. Take this hit. I've got a question, Mr. MP, right? <laughs> yeah. What you're saying is let's just move people to somewhere safer, right? 
Now let's take for instance the when the tsunami was happening, they told people in Japan and wherever it is, they told them to move away from the beach yeah, but, area to move all the way further, right? They had that warning and people didn't listen, right? But in our sense, they didn't say move to the higher ground, they just said, Oh, cyclone's coming. MP, we're talking about Malaya, right? Um, no, 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 but he has a point. I was gonna say, I, the get, same I as well. get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, right? And I get like it's easy to say the solution is just move, right? But let's look at the places that have been affected the most. We're talking about places like Chilobwe, densely populated, like densely populated. We're talking about places like Ndirande, places like Jirimba, Mbayani, right? Can we are just tell Are you telling Okay, what what affected in those areas are actually affected because of the poor planning of the government? The planning, the, the lands people, they know people are building right above whatever it is. The landslides that are happening stop. in those areas, they're not safe. I'm who just plans, saying, yeah, but they who plans, can't stop them. They can't stop plans, them. I think, I think, I think MP has a point, though. MP Some, has a point somewhere, he does have a because, point, but he's getting because he's dead before we, yeah, because I mean, because I mean, we have to look at it this way what have we learned? And if the government, <laughs> thankfully enough, if they're watching this, they will maybe pick up something instead of thinking that we're just you know throwing stones at them that they are to blame, whatever. But I'm thinking, yeah, poor planning, <laughs> poor planning, yeah. uh, poor infrastructure. Things are not in place. Let's accept it. Exactly. Things are not in place. Yeah. When a person is building a house, what are the proper structures on the ground that will qualify that what, person to build what, the house? Yes, what meets the minimum requirements of building a right. standard house? You know what I mean? The, right. That's the, that's the first part. What is the law telling people to do when it comes to building a house? When it comes to building right. a safe house, you know? Right. Good point. But, and but one time, and you find that he has those resources, though. I get that, but you know, you can scale it. You know, you can scale it because we can know we, we, that can you, can't have, this, you can't have you can't have a plan. You can't have first, a plan. First for... world country, first world country example. If a building is burning down, right? There's the wardens, the the warden, whatever it whatever it is. Those people, right? They're assigned to evacuate people in the building, right? In case of emergency, I'm gonna stop you there. No, no, in case of emergency, no, 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 no. Wait, I'm just trying to give an example. In case of emergency, they have to evacuate people to the certain area. There is a designated area, designated area that is specifically when the building burns down or whatever it is, they have to stand at a certain area. That is, if, if for example, in Malawi, if a flood happens, there is a certain area that people have to be. At that very time, so that all of that happens and everybody's safe. Why isn't that case of plan to say, here it is, we plan this. Whenever a disaster happens, you have to say two hours before, if you notice that the water is rising, can we take the people to the next you know, area? I think, I think I want to start, I want to go back to what I said. Can we have a bus? That, can we have a truck? Can we have something that really takes the people to the next area? I want to go back to what I said when I said they didn't really anticipate this. Nobody yeah, but, really did. Cyclonida. No, Cyclonida. Come on, let's get serious. I get, I get where I mean, coming from. That's the first part. Hold on, that's the first part. <laughs> but secondly, I said, look at the figures that I said about the camps, especially. Mm. There were 40-something mm. camps sent, set when they initially responded. 
There were mm. 300 and there was they are now 317. They didn't come out of nowhere. Those camps yeah, were but that's because part of that a was plan. poor. Yeah, that was poor uh, management, pure poor communication. That's what not that necessarily, is. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. How big is the problem? It, it was a it was a problem by problem situation. How mm -hmm. big? So so. Look, so are you even, telling me the people the that media, were in charge? Yeah. So you telling me the people that were in charge of this didn't see what was happening in Mozambique? Didn't see the damages that were happening in Mozambique? But again, there you, you go. have to get. There you go. You have to get Woo! an assessment of the problem. You can't you fit. You, you know this, this. What you're trying to say here is but right. If the what problem, you? I'm going to stop know, but, you there. But, but it's about, saving hold on lives. Hold on Even no, though no, we're saying no, no, that wait, you wait a minute, wait a minute. people, but they're saving lives, right? Minute, Even if it wasn't going to hit as much as it did, they were going to save lives. Wait a minute. Let me paint this picture for you, right? Let's say, okay. Let's say there was a warning that there were going to be floods, right? Okay. And let's say they do what you're saying they should do, right? Have these big camps prepared, this food prepared, whatever it is for these for these large numbers of people, and the flood doesn't happen. The flood doesn't yeah. happen. Those, yes. those, those materials that they've just invested in those camps, where are they going to go? That is in, the, in, this, in this tight, like, in this tight budget that the, in this tight they budget that the government has, right? The food that they've invested in, you know, which will probably perish or probably get swindled or whatever. Where is that going to go? Rats are okay, going to eat it. Then, okay, so, so but the, then they so should vacate people. So those people should die. No, because no, you're no, worried no. about the camps being there. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Is that what I'm you're talking about? Is that no, 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 no. money here? Do, do you know why? Do you know why I'm saying this? Because if they do that, say today, right, and the flood happens next week, they've just wasted money on something that they can we be honest, one time? Can we be honest? How many cyclones happen? How many floods happen in a year? Yeah, but how many hold. floods happen in a year? Once, right? Once. One Again, you're year, assuming right? that cyclones happen a year. In some countries, no, no, they floods. have more. I than said one. floods. I said floods. I didn't. I didn't go specific. Do you know how many floods? Do you know how many floods happen in December? in Malawi every year? Do you know, do you know how At many floods? One. Do you know how many floods happen in Malawi in December alone? In December alone, about four. About four and floods happen in December alone. You're ready. All right. So look, I'm look, I'm I'm not trying to defend the government, right? But I'm trying to say that the scaling of the problem is uh, there is a system to it, right? So what I'm trying to say is here, the system was, from what I can see, from what the data is telling me, right? Mm. They made a small number of camps available according to how they how the information they received. How many people are affected? How many people will need housing? That's the first part. How many people will need to be moved from the places they've been affected to where they are? That's what they did, right? Then later right. on, the numbers grew. Now we've got more camps. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? To me, that tell me, tells me that there was a plan, right? Well, did mm -hmm. they do it quick enough? I don't know. I can't tell you that. Mm -hmm. But the information mm -hmm. is telling me that the plan was there. And it was made available when it was needed, right? That's, that's what I'm looking at. Because we, I don't want to sit here and just say, oh, the government didn't do stuff. The government didn't do stuff. What's that's the government doing? That's what we're saying. No, but that's not what we're saying. But but also but also the the very reason why we have a, a democratic government is so that people can be able to freely voice their opinions. Ooh. And and Ooh. right right now we, we're not we, we're not blaming the government, but we're saying we could do better. And these are the voices exactly. of the people. Exactly. And this is not just us four talking. We're speaking for the whole nation. And to add on what uh, the other two guys said here, I think I think. I think we should focus not on building stadiums in the next future. <laughs> oh. 
We should, even, we should or even better. Or think, even better. Put those people in stadiums whilst they wait. Right. Amen. Right. Because 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 the what's the point? What's the point of building a stadium, a stadium when you know I live there? When you know not even the African Cup of Nation, we can't yeah. we don't have the capacity to host that. So why do I we think. build a why would we build a football stadium when we could allocate that money in developing the country in a much exactly. better way? And this is a very good point. This is a very good point because I think Malawi is a third world country with with the first world lifestyle. You know, um, we like to be in time with things like the stadium you just mentioned. But now the stadium is they were failing to maintain it, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I think we need to make steps and you're right on that point, Drew, you know, um, the basic necessities, we need to cover them first, you know, um, you're right. And, and going back to what Nala was saying and what MP was saying, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying, but I think things could be done in a better way or be communicated in a better way. You know, that is definitely true. Now, when it comes to the, um, the part of moving people, um, it's, it's a very delicate and, very complicated um situation i'll give you an example 2017 the vice president went to an area called sochi east he did an assessment of the area and said look this area in this city has the highest flood risk right um where these people are living they could perish if there's a strong enough storm right he got a court injunction and he asked those people to move the people went back to the same court got an injunction that they stayed right that place today was one of the most affected places in the city, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the vice president, you know, the second most powerful man in the country going to say, we should move people. Same thing you're saying, MP, we should move people. But because people didn't get the message, you know, they didn't get how that message was delivered and what the solution was going to be, nobody moved. Because you've got to think about it on a one-to-one -one basis, right? If you're telling, look, 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 all right, if I've spent millions on this house of mine, glass house, whatever it is, right, and somebody is telling me I've got to move. Yes, they're the government, they're the president, whatever, telling me I've got to move because I'm in danger. And I'm looking around thinking, I built a pretty good house, thank you. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, what are you going to do for me? How, where am I going to move to? And that person's telling you, you're going to move to another, like a subsidized house that's lesser than what you have. You know, I will bet you most of the people said I would take my risks or my chances where I am. Can I mm -hmm. add on to that? Can I add on to that, please? Mm -hmm. You know, the way MP is talking about um, the southern region, what, what's that place you're talking about, MP, where uh, it floods Chihuahua, a lot? Chihuahua, right? Yeah. We know that Chihuahua floods a lot. Why mm -hmm. were those people not vacated from that area? We know it floods all the time. That's what I'm saying that, yes. You're, you're right in saying that, oh, what if they vacated them and all that money was spent on that and all this and it went to waste. But at the end of the day, we're talking about life and death here. There's so many people mm. that died because of what has happened in Malawi. So like, even if they spent all that money to move people, they should have deployed like the army service just to help out, like deploy all those people, remove all those people from that area and say, yes, we understand these, this is your home. We get it, we understand, but we have to move you to a safer place. And mm. also, yeah, we have so, MPs. Mm -hmm. We have MPs for every district, right? Yeah. Those MPs are supposed to be the ones that are educating those districts, saying that, okay, this place is prone to floods, lands, landslides. This is the plan that we have in action. 
if this was to happen, we have this money allocated, demand to the government that we need this amount of money in case this happens, we have a plan of action that this is how we're gonna help people after all this happens. So it's not just the government, it's also the MPs. Because yep. isn't that what they're meant to do? Isn't that what they're designated to do is look after I the also, district? I also think the accountability is down to individuals, households as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, you know, your duty to your household is to protect it, you know, so you should build a house substantial enough to withstand whatever it is you're trying to withstand. Right. Mm. So if we're, if we're cut, if we're cutting corners, then, you know, don't again, forget with it. But again, yeah? you have Build to look at, <laughs> no, again, you have I mean, to look I mean, at I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I was just going to say the same thing. You you have to look at the people living under a dollar on the day to day. Basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. How, well, the people how that, is that don't person... know how to even build a house like that, the way you're talking about. Right. So uh, empowerment comes from the top. The top mm. needs to empower its people, exactly. not from the ground up. The top yes. needs to come down, empower the people, give us some jobs, give us security, economic security, so that we're able to pay insurance, able to build ourselves an economy that can help us in times of crisis like now. And that's a good, that's actually a good point, a good word as well, empowerment. It also ties in with what Nala was saying about the, the MPs, the councils. I think they need to be more empowered to sort of, yep. um, you know, determine what the safety of their area is. You know, I also think, there's a problem of greed and a bit of selfishness here. You know, I think <laughs> that's one thing. And then there's the minimum, the minimum effort sort of thing as well, where a lot of people are focused on just helping themselves and not helping yeah. others. A lot of people have information, but they don't want to help, you know. So it shouldn't be one person. We shouldn't expect one person, one government, one MP to solve our problems. I think sometimes we have to come together and sort of look around and say, hey, last mm. year, this place was in water. Yeah. Mm. But we're still doing it. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you go to, I get that you need the empowerment, yes, but also we as communities need to get together and say, hey, but you know what, actually, you know, we're sat here waiting to die. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? Like, there has to be that sort of um, reality on, on, on things like that. Um, I sort of wanted to shed light on the diaspora side of things because for me, uh, this, this is the things that I felt affected me on the, on the, on the, you know, on the support side. Um, I've been, you know, in this country for quite a long time and I've met a lot of people that are part of associations that were formed to help Malawians or help each other and, you know, create this society. I posted one question in one group and said, look, yeah. you've seen the news. What's the plan? Right. Mm took the guy 24 hours to, to respond. <laughs> and the post that he put up was to the group. Because in that, when I looked, I said, is anyone posting about this? Nobody. And in that group, the person went, yeah, okay, send the money to me. You know, you can trust me. I don't know who you are. You know what I mean? Um, so again, I'm thinking, what's going, what's the plan? So I'm saying, look, these associations that we have in diaspora, mm. we've got more power than we think. We've got yeah. more capability than we think. We can assist. Yeah people then we think one man who is not even living in malawi has managed to raise what in excess of 200 million yeah. which is about two hundred thousand yeah. pounds do you know what i mean right one man has done that the mm. other associations i'm not trying to look at people's pockets but the other associations what have you done you know yeah 
what plan do you have in place to people to help people back home? Just because we left where we come from doesn't mean we shouldn't care about that place. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a plan. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't have some sort of structured communication, a plan. I can't just send money into somebody's bank account. That's nonsense. You know, there has mm. to be a like. I, I believe there are people in big jobs, diplomatic jobs, who have links to mm. the government, links to mm. NGOs, mm -hmm. links to societies. We need mm -hmm. to create official channels to help mm. people back home, you know, and vice versa. We need channels. We need to be in communication. These are the things that I've noticed with this issue that's happened today. I also mm. wanted to speak about the churches, which is something that people just don't like to talk about, right? Because mm. we, we respect the church and whatnot. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to call it out today. The church, the church is open. In fact, these days, you know, some churches open up their doors to the poor, the vulnerable, the whatever, ask them to pay for whatever it is. You know, they're pulling up in fancy cars and, and, and the, the people that are going to this church are getting poorer and poorer. That's one side. There are these mm. other churches that are there for the people, open their doors to the people every weekend, right? When the floods happened, why did it take so long? And this is what I was hearing from people. Why did it take so long for the churches to open doors to people? You know, why did your father not yeah. open the doors to people? That should not, it shouldn't be a matter of let me think about it or a matter of let me save myself. You know, you have a place that people can take refuge. Why not open your doors? I, you know, I know now that churches have done it. But I think mm. it could have been much, much quicker, even quicker mm. than the government response, I feel. You know, right. I think we, people in communities have a responsibility. It goes back to this accountability thing. You know, it doesn't matter. You're the head of a family. It starts from mm. the head or head of a family, older brother, whatever, neighborhood watch, churches, um, you know, council leaders, chiefs, all these guys. You know, at some point we have to get together and go, do you know what? If we keep living like this, we're going to perish. Because entire villages have been wiped out simply mm. because nobody did out. nothing. Basically, yeah. mm. on, on that same. That's point, what I want to like, end on. On that same point, like uh, if we keep living like this, um, we can't really always going in the future, going in the future, going in the future. We can't really wait for a government to act on everything because when we are waiting to to watch on TV, when the lights are out. We can't keep on waiting on government funding to get us out of, you know, a messy situation. And look at mm. it. Um, it has to be automatic that when a disaster happens, the government should be the first to respond to the state. Because if a war was going to happen in any situation, any area of the country, the government has to be the first to, to step in there. People do not own anything. They don't own the equipment for any disaster response. They don't own any equipment to fight any war. They don't own any equipment to, you know, um, dig out, you know, uh, certain areas. We don't yeah. have that facility. We are paying taxes so that you can, you know, um, have helicopters, have uh, trucks, have uh, whatever, you know, caterpillars go in certain areas that people do not have that kind of money to buy a caterpillar. I, I'm a person. I, I, I like. I'm, I'm pretty much broke. Like I don't have that much money to hire a caterpillar in an area to actually, you know, rescue a family. That I'm actually looking to say, I, I, I want my community to be safe. So it's mm -hmm. us looking at the government and saying, could, could there be, you know, certain, like certain stages that you, you need to prepare for these things. Looking at what's happening now, mm -hmm. going forward. Cyclone Freddy, Cyclone uh, Ida should have been a warning enough to to say that 
when you're going forward, there needs to be something to put in place, a plan, a plan of action to put in place to say, you know, people come first, whatever it is, assets, whatever government assets you have, stretch out the country, that doesn't matter. Because you cannot always respond to an area because then there's a government asset. There's something that you you need to look, you need to take care of water and stuff like that. Always respond for the care of people first and then everything else comes last. So we need mm. to look forward to say that whatever happens now, a lot of people that really start geology, uh, metrology, whatever and stuff like that, they need, to put, they need to be put it to work to actually warn you in advance in the future so that all of this does not happen again because mm. what we've done is we've lost our future leaders in this sense mm. because the people mm. that are in those areas would have made a huge difference. We've seen people coming from areas like Chihuahua and whatever and like that have changed the world. So mm. it's not always the people in the city that change the world. So you need to think about the people that are in like, you know, the rural areas that will make a huge difference going forward. You know, uh, so, I like what you say there. It's not it's not always the people in the city that that makes makes it happen. I, I look at the government as a big business. Yep. Right. The whole country is a business. Right. Yep. So you have to think of the people uh, people working for your business. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take care of the people working for your business, your business will collapse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So right now, what's happening, the economy is going to be crippled twice as much as it would have been if <laughs> if we had a proper channel. Um, the reason why I'm trying to say this is that I feel like it's time Malawi should learn to improve things. I think this is the time. Natural disasters happen all the time all around the world, mm -hmm. but they they usually recover because there is some sort of a plan, yeah. right? And I think we should do better now. It's time we realize we should do better. We should mm -hmm. educate our people. We should uh, change the mindset of our people, and That's we should amazing. focus focus on ending corruption. Okay. God so damn. I, I want. <laughs> there's been a lot of slating here. I want to ask yeah. you, what do you think was done well? What do you think were the positives to pull out of this in, in, in the sense of what has been done, what is being done, and all of that? Because most of the things we've spoken about is, oh, this should have happened. This guy should have done mm. this. I'll, I'll it's start. easy, it's easy to sit here. <laughs> all right, so... Positivity, positivity. I think I mentioned I mentioned earlier. There's people on the ground doing amazing work, uh, yeah. organization, different organization, and I've been doing mad research the past couple of days, yeah. just talking to people and finding out who is actually working on what. Yeah. Um, there is people doing amazing, amazing work, um, and I, I'm I'm very grateful for the people who are doing this, such amazing work. Um, but I've been slating, like you're calling it, uh, just because I wanted to highlight. Because I think in times of struggle, let's not just look at today, what's going to happen today. Yes, there is help coming in today. But let's look at the future as well. The future aspect is very important because how we rebuild matters. And if we're going to rebuild the same way we rebuilt yesterday, then we're not progressing. We're not going anywhere further. So we should be able to have these voices that voice in, even though sometimes they seem a little bit negative, but this is this is the way how development is going to go. And this is how we're going to develop. We hear a lot of voices. We hear what people are thinking. And I think if we make more Malawians discern, more Malawians should be aware of what's going on. More Malawians should be aware to say, this is where the budget is allocated in every year. 
I think that is a way forward for Malawi. Right. Okay. Okay. That is. That is a major key. Um, I think I'll, what we did best was um, I think the most important part was the GoFundMe link with uh, Wonjisani uh, Kenan. That was a really good thing. And going forward is this the transparency behind it. It shows how well, you know, people are working uh, in the background because you don't have to be in a certain country. You don't have to be in the country to make a huge change. And what uh, Mr. Kennedy did right here is making a change while you're outside the country and looking at it that uh, it's very understandable to say that most of the times that when you're in the country, you don't really have those funds that will really make a huge difference in a sense. And it's the world that really makes a huge difference because then I would think about it to say, um, looking at it is most of the times when people say, oh, 50 million or 500 million, blah, 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 and stuff like that. It's a huge amount of money not most charities can actually achieve to you know uh, collect. But in the sense that we have a pool of people that are all around the world and working together to actually have this sorted, it's really good. And the fact that everything is transparent, it's really good. Now, going forward to say that what we're doing better is the communication behind it. Family chats, family groups, whatsoever, and yeah. stuff like that. That is really mm. bringing awareness. That is really bringing that thought of, you know what? I'm learning more of what our people could be capable of doing and what we're not capable of doing. Um, mm. Anything that would be advised going forward, I think this is more of the people have to gather together to actually mm. go forward and speak to the government to say, you know, this has happened. I think mm. we've learned this part. I think you can take you, you, you can take responsibility of this going forward and mm. if you need anything from us we can actually pull those funds together and make this happen because not always that the taxpayers money would actually co uh, cover every disaster every situation not always mm. if the people can be able to pull all these funds together then there is a chance that we can do it together mm. so we, we've we've come to a place that we are learning more about what we can do to react into a disaster and we re we actually reacted to a disaster as soon as possible because as sunday to like uh tuesday that's a good response if it would have taken about a week or two weeks or like a month that would have been a different kind of situation so big up to like you know responding in a in a you know quick kind of manner and that's a good thing altogether mm. yeah okay um I wanted to break it down from the outside first mm. and then and then sort of go internal. Um, mm. on, on the outside, um, the media coverage, I think, was very good. You know, yeah. um, the international yeah. media coverage, because a lot of people moan that, oh, the West only cares about themselves. Oh, they don't. This was covered heavily across every channel that you could think of. There's no way you can hide without seeing what's going yes. on in Malawi. Right. Yeah. That's the first part. Um, Second part was the neighboring countries, right? Once the neighboring countries heard, yeah, so think about it, media coverage. Once the neighboring countries heard, you know, it was pretty much within 24 hours, you would get reports that, you know, soldiers have marched into Malawi to help, um, the, the, you know, the Zambian Air Force, you know, uh, donating um, and all other organizations and stuff like that. I think the response was just brilliant, you know, so it shows you the power of information and communication and, you know, collaboration, of course. Um then the organizations, you know, Red Cross, for example, they were there from day dawn, you know. Mm. When mm. things started happening, they were already there, you know. It, when people didn't even know what was going on, Red Cross was there, you know. Mm. So I'd like to say a big, a, 
big up, you know, like well done, Red Cross, and keep doing what you're doing. Um, mm. and all those guys are sacrificing their lives. The Land Rover Club, the people that yes, took, yes, the people that took it am amongst themselves, looked at yeah. what they had, and said, yeah. "I can help someone." Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, that that that's good. being Malawian. Yeah, exactly. It was being mine. It's good. It was good to see the people that did not just hide away and say, Do you know what? It is not my problem. I am safe. You know, the people, yeah. there have been stories of people that joined the rescue teams, not even trained to rescue people and have gotten jobs out of it because yeah. they've been so passionate about helping people. Right. Um, I think that was good. Mm. Then, I'm going to go to Dodma themselves, the Department of um, Disaster Management. Are there things that they could have done better? Yes, but it also shows that we're learning. You know, personally, I did not anticipate the amount of information that was put out there about this, about the floods, even before the floods happened. I did not anticipate the level of communication through social media that yeah. they were using. I did not anticipate the structure that they had of who is running the show. You knew who was running mm. the show. Who is dealing with what? You know, when I had the question, what's the government doing? And I went and looked it up. I knew who is dealing with what needs to be done. So it was this disaster management. Um, so Department of Disaster Management, you know, um, they were the first point of call, you know, um, and they've been they've been quite good with their communication. You know, um, obviously, I don't know what is going on um, on the ground in terms of news and all of that. But from what I could see online, there was a lot of information. You could see what's going on. You could see what what areas have been affected. Um, they was there was a group of four ministers that were given responsibility to act when the in the president's in the president's acts absence. He they were the government, you know, pretty much. So they were the guys on the ground when things happened on Tuesday. It was them you saw, you know. So it was good to see that you know those people who are appointed to do something, which tells me there was a plan, there was a structure. Right. Which also shows me that we are learning no matter how slow that is. We are learning. We're progressing. It's better to go forward than to come back. That's what that's the way I look at it. Right. Um, for me, I commend each and every one that took, you know, that was not even affected and took their time to help people to do things. There was a lady, a story of a lady that walked across the city just to meet a bus that was transporting stuff from one city to a city that was affected, you know, so she had mm, all these, yeah. because, you know, you know, a typical line, we have things on their head and everything, yeah, this woman had loads stuff, yeah. just to go and donate. So, you know, for me, those are the positives that I draw out. I think, I think we can do better, but I think we did well as well. Mm. So, well done to everyone. Well done to well everyone. Done to, well done to everyone. And big up to all those that are also setting up the GoFundMe. Um, this is not to discourage you what we say today. If you have goodwill and you want to do GoFundMe, Please do so, but make sure you have a proper channel. Do your research and allocate it to the right people. Yep. This is this is not to discourage you. This is just to highlight. I mean, the whole like I said, the whole reason why we have democracies is be able to talk and be able to express mm. our views yeah. and our feelings. So, yeah. Um, yeah, big up to everyone doing an amazing job. And um, I just want to say I love Malawi, and I know you guys love it too. This yeah. And yeah. we need to help each other. Absolutely. Therefore. Amen. Absolutely. Uh, I'll just go through the comments quickly before we close. So, late, uh, Lead Pandey said, look, I fully see your point, MP, but there's never a guaranteed fact with nature. People can't be evacuated everywhere, every time it rains. 
Um, she also says, uh, also, in my opinion, there's not enough noise made around this situation. When I reached out to our Africa team, they had no idea of the situation. They're at least on the same continent. And, and they're at least on the same continent. You know, mm -hmm. interesting. Um, in all fairness, the government should have a disaster fund yeah. exactly for this type of situation. To shed light on that, on the day that they came out, they released 200 million Malawi kwacha, basically. Where that money went, but that's what they said, they released 200 million Malawi kwacha to um, those in need and stuff like that. So um, I think on the day, they were organizing food immediately and shelter at that time. That's the statement that they made. So the fund was there according to the government but as as we've been saying like the government there's a lot of questions a lot of corruption lack, lack of trust and all these things so we don't know if you know if that is what they did but that's what they said they did so yeah <laughs> apart from that thank you very much guys for joining thank you drew for coming on um uh, nice bless, bless. thank you so much bless. drew that was yeah. amazing thank you for thank you for having me guys this is, yeah. yeah this is we Nobody need we need more of this yeah, Absolutely. we need more of this. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing your points, Lee Pandi, Lorato, True City Fan. That's my cousin. Uh, <laughs> Denise, you know, uh, Simon, you know, loads of people in the comments today. Thank you very much for contributing. And, you know, just make sure, obviously, smash a like so that people can see this content and can share their opinions. If you think we missed something, put it in the comments, guys. We'll get back to you. Um, yep. And also, We'll probably continue these type of discussions in our Discord. So make sure you join our Discord. It's in the, the link is in the de uh, description. The comments in the comments, we have that link to donate if you want to donate because that's the, the GoFundMe page that we chose. Uh, mm -hmm. But of course, if you want to donate in your own way, you can donate in your own way. Um, once again, thank you guys for watching. Have a good weekend.